This is episode 130 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I am so glad that you're here today. Today, we're going to talk about four daily strategies to help you have higher hopes. And this is coming from a document that's in my latest journal that's weeks away from launching on Amazon and on my website, and it's called 30 Days to Higher Hopes. And I've been so excited to talk to you guys about it. There's probably three categories of people that are here today. One is my podcast listeners. Hello and welcome. Some of you are people that have been brought here because you've bought the book and I'm going to leave a link to some different video and audio trainings that talk about the pages in the book. If you're in that category, welcome. And then there's some of you that are here because you're on my email list and I'm going to send you out some of this news of the different promotions that we've had lately and this video is going to be one of them. So any three of those you are in the right place. We are going to be talking about how to build higher hopes. We're going to be talking about how to help our mindset. And we're also going to listen to a very, very special um, recording that came my way from one of my clients. So without any further delay, let's get into it. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow, so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. I wanted to talk to you guys today about my journal. It's been a lot of work because it's something that I care about. And at the beginning when I started working on it, I thought, you know, summer is just the time to work on it. It's going to be launched, no problem. But a lot of stuff happened in the summer. And so I needed to find that pocket of time where I can concentrate. And we are finally weeks away from the launch of 30 Days to Higher Hopes. This journal is packed with many of the tools that I use in my coaching. It's also packed with many tools from my research, my research on how people can begin to build up their own hopes and understand what they're hoping for, understand how to have quality thoughts around that so that we can accomplish our goals and accomplish our, the, all the things that we're meant to in life. See, there's a big difference between us moving through our life in fear of what might happen that's bad and moving through our life towards a higher hope of something that we want to happen and we know that we have, we know that we are called for it to happen. And that's the side that we want to be on. We want to be on the side that moves towards our hopes. But sometimes we have trouble feeling like we have high hopes. 
we feel like, you know, oh, it's great to say this is what I hope for, but do I really even believe it? Is it really something that I want? Is it just something that I've heard? That is why I developed the 30 Days to Higher Hopes. You're going to find a 30-day guide step-by-step of journaling and shaping your mindset and shaping how you think about things until before you know it, you're going to start having completely different thoughts. And in the weeks to come, we're going to be talking about some of the different documents in that journal. All right. So the first thing that I want to do, though, is something that's a little bit different than normal. We're going to hear Uh, I guess, a testimonial of sorts. I have, as many of you guys know, a page on my website, thefocusedmindset.com, where you can contact me and people can leave voice messages. And, um, And I love for people to, you know, ask questions. I've talked to you about that. Well, recently, a few months back now, a client left a recording for me and it moved me so much. It also falls in line with a lot of what we're gonna be talking about today. So I wanted to... uh, pause right here, do something a little different. This isn't a question like we've heard before, but this is a message that I received recently from a client. So let's listen in. I've been working with Cher for over three months now, and I have to say that Cher is an incredible coach and a wonderful counselor. If you check out her podcast, which I've been listening to for over a year now, you gain lots of parenting skills and knowledge. She has a lot of insight and experience working with families. I am currently working with her to develop and cultivate some personal goals, and she's been really helpful with them. And she's also worked with my family and I as we're going through some transitions um, as my children are um, moving from teenagers to young adulthood and it's been she's been a wonderful asset um i highly recommend working with share she has some practical tools that you can incorporate into your day that are just just will change your mindset to a growth mindset from a stuck mindset Mm -hmm. to a growth mindset Um, her coaching Um, service has been very valuable to me personally and growing myself personally and professionally. I highly recommend her. As you can imagine, when I heard her entire message, I just was like, wow, that's really great to hear from her point of view, because I'm looking at it from my point of view. When I do coaching, uh, most of the time, the majority of the time that I spend is with adults, even though I have you know, lots of experience and I'm very comfortable coaching with the kids and the family coaching. Uh, this particular client started out with an entire family coaching situation, and then we decided to hone in on some goals and hone in on some mindset work that this client wanted to work for herself. And it's so interesting how we sometimes don't know what we need until we step out and go out of our comfort zone and try something new. I know with my coach, if I didn't have those calls and those interactions, I know the other day uh, she texted me and said, when are we going to hop on a Zoom call? And that little reminder, it just want, it made me want to be a better person. And it's one reason that I like to give back as a coach as well. I am very soon going to talk to you about the four steps to basically being able to daily train your mind to have higher hopes. 
So I'm going to tell you what those four steps are now because I, I want to tell you a little story that I remember about when I was coaching with this client you just heard. Um, step number one, surround yourself with people who lift you higher. Step two to having higher hopes is notice hopeful moments around you. Step three is be kind to yourself. And step four is change your fear talk to your hope talk. We're going to go through each one of these a little bit later in the program. But I remember distinctly a moment in the coaching time with this client that stands out to me. Because when we as humans have hope, there's a different look about us. We, we literally have a more expectant attitude. We see light when in, a, in the places that we used to only see darkness. And I was doing some work with, um, with higher level thoughts, higher level thinking. Uh, we were kind of talking about high quality thoughts in our coaching and in this one particular uh, few weeks. And in this coaching call, I got together and we were talking about the things going on. And pretty soon, uh, she broke out with her journal and she started reading what her hopes were. My hopes are. And she started reading them. And I remember as she read them, she started sitting a little taller and leaning forward a little bit. And before you know it, she was proclaiming what she wanted to have happen in the next chapter of her life. You see, this client is about to launch into a whole new career. It's a transition time for her, a huge transition time. Have you ever been in a huge transition? Are you in a transition right now? In a time of transition, everything in our body kind of feels awkward. And so it wants to shrink back and it wants to look for fears and it wants to look for how things won't go wrong. Why? Because that's our protective uh, part of our brain that wants to say, whoa, 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 what are you doing to me here? You're trying to change things up. Maybe we don't want to change things up. The truth is, though, is that when we are living our life and living our purpose, we're going to be regularly moving towards our best self, regularly changing. It is not something to fear. And we can have discussions in the coaching call with this client about the things that we fear, or as we did in that call, we can switch it up and talk about the things that they hope for, that you hope for. You can do the same thing. And that's why I'm sharing it because all of a sudden, this new career path that's coming up in the, her very near future, she started proclaiming the things that she wants to happen in that job, the difference that she wants to make in people's life, the, the impact that she wants to make in the next uh, school that she wants to work in. It was so amazing. And I want you to know that that hope is available for you. Whether you are gripped with change right now and all you can see is all the dilemmas in front of you. Hey, I'm right there with you. It's the beginning of a school year for a counselor and I'm starting at a brand new school. I'm speaking to myself in this episode as much as I'm speaking to you. Trust me. Change can bring up all the fears and all the worries. So how do we combat that? We do that exactly the way we did with my client. 
Uh, yes, we walk through a journaling practice because I believe in it. That's the whole, the whole reason why I'm making journals because there's no solution for focused journals out there. And I think they need to be out there. I think we need that process to be able to think through things in a way that helps us elevate, helps us uh, level up, right? So when this client, and I'm going to transition into just talking about anybody that's going through a change, chooses to focus on hope talk rather than on fear talk, things change. That is the fourth step that I put to a daily practice that we need to do to be able to have higher hopes in our life, but probably the one that makes the biggest difference. Because yes, at the beginning, it feels awkward. It's like, okay, I know, I know, I know I want to do those things. Of course, I want to make an impact. But When we pause, especially when we recognize that we are gripped with fear and all of the questions in our mind of what if things don't go right? What if they, what if we all fall apart? What if this doesn't go right at all? And I was, I was all off and I read this situation all wrong and this isn't my path. There's these type of, this is what's called fear talk. These aren't even things we usually say out loud because if you say it out loud, It's easy to think about how silly it is, but most of it is happening internally really quickly coming from maybe a dialogue that we told ourselves way back when we were very, very, very young or us experience one time when something didn't go right and it stands out in our mind's memory, how easy it is for us to forget all the times that things went right. That takes more effort because the mind wants to say, wait a minute. You know you haven't been perfect. You know that this is a danger. But it's up to us to decide if this is a risk worth taking. If this is our calling, then it's going to feel risky. It's going to feel scary. And that's a feeling we need to recognize as maybe, hey, you're on the right track. You're moving towards something that's great on the other side. And... The key to be able to get from that fearful place to that place of, yes, this is amazing, is proclaiming it, proclaiming it inside our mind, and then even conquering that negative self-talk by saying it out loud. That's what affirmations is all about. Affirmations aren't some woo-woo thing that's supposed to, you know, say things that aren't even true. No, it's you're saying and proclaiming the things that are already in your heart, the things that you already want to be doing. Now, let's look at a couple of different scenarios that this works with, and then we're going to step back and talk a little bit more about, um, about hopes and the four steps and all of that kind of stuff. But while we're on the subject... Let's just consider a roller coaster. My daughter was terrified of roller coasters, terrified more than any of my other two daughters. My younger one was terrified the very, very most. And I just, I knew from years and years of experience with taking people to, uh, to, parks that if you feed into that fear, you're always going to be scared of those roller coasters, but you got to try it to see if you really like it. This is exactly what happens in our brain every time we're doing something brand new and and that feels like uh, it could be a disaster, but it also feels like it's something we should do. That's that feeling within us. So um, she's standing in line. She's, she's so nervous. It was actually at Disneyland. We were at... Um, 
oh gosh, the one that has the the Mickey Mouse at, at California Adventure. And the whole time in line, she's just talking herself into it and talking to me and then trying to distract herself and then saying, no, I'm not, I don't think I want to do this. I really don't think. And then telling me about the YouTube videos she's watched on it and things that have gone wrong on roller coasters. Um, it wasn't that long of a line that day, but it felt like it. And I was her coach in that arena. I was saying, you know what? One step at a time. What's the next thing you need to do? You were going to hop on this roller coaster. Let's see what happens at the end. You know, and little comments that would keep her stepping forward in that line full of people. And the moment she got on that roller coaster, she, I just watched her. <laughs> I just, actually, it's quite funny because she was so scared, you guys. I wish I could find the video of the first time she went on a little tiny roller coaster. My my daughter um, recorded her and it's hilarious. I mean, she was... When she first got on that roller coaster, I thought that really maybe I did make a mistake. She was screaming, yelling, so upset, but it wasn't long. And after like the first drop and around the corner, I look over and she's grinning and then she's laughing and then she's squealing. And when she got off the roller coaster, her first thing was, let's do it again. And the next time we got in line, she goes, I cannot believe that it wasn't that long ago that I was in this line so worried. I can't believe that. That picture of what happens when we go on a roller coaster is what happens in life. Things have to be hard before they're easy. They have to be uncomfortable before they're comfortable. They have to be stressful before they can be not stressful. This goes for every transition that we go through. When we are in a transition, it's the most important time for us to lean into hope. The most important time for us to focus on helping people see the things that they cannot see. Now, sometimes true anxiety hits. And I did a series of four podcasts about anxiety that you might want to go back and look at. It's 106, 107, 108, and 109. It hits many different aspects of anxiety, including getting to school, because uh, I know that pretty soon we're going to be heading back, those of you that are listening right now in real time, and getting kids to go places when they're anxious to go there. Um you're going to want to visit that, uh, those four, if you have any, if your kids go through anxiety, if you're going through anxiety, but then we also have to step back and remember that anxiety is normal. It's a normal part of our body trying to say, are you, are we in danger right now? And we can also remind ourselves that no, we actually aren't. And then we can flip the scripts to say, I'm not going to lean into that fear talk. I'm going to lean into hope talk. I, my hopes are, and then you write them down. You journal them. My hopes are that I'm going to make an impact in the next place that I'm in. How does this work with your kids? You see, going to a new classroom, meeting a bunch of new students, uh, going to a tryout like my daughter recently has with her volleyball, uh, all of these new and brand new things each and every one of them is going to, in some way, cause a response within us. And some of those responses is going to be the fears. And when you see your child shuffling through the fears, you can sit with them and know how they feel because, hey, you have felt the same way. And when you do, you can also say, what do you hope for if this goes well? When it goes well, what does that look like? 
My daughter recently tried out for uh, her volleyball club team and her high school team. And the night before I went and sat on her bed and I did just that. We wanted to focus when I talk about the GPS system, G is gather all the information, um, P is plan, and the S stands for soar. And I knew that she was in the planning phase in her brain. And I sat at the end of her bed and said, you know, when this goes well, what is it going to look like? What's your hopes for what it will be? And she said, well, my hope is that I get on a team with friends that I enjoy being around and that I can play volleyball because I love playing volleyball. And I repeated that back to her. And I said, well, then that's, that's what we're going to know is going to happen. And I'm going to talk to you about that whole story in another episode because uh, I'll tell you, I have a lot of respect for my daughter and I, as a parent, did not handle my stress as well as I would want. At least in my head, I was going a little nuts. Uh, but back to the subject here, when you're talking about building hope in your, with your child, it takes having that type of conversation. Because they're probably alone swirling in all of their fearful thoughts. And the way that you can break that little cycle in them is to have a hope talk. Have a talk that's full of hopes. Have a talk, not that's saying, oh, no, no, well, you're thinking negative. What about this? Well, haven't you thought about that? No. Saying it a lot more subtly. <laughs> a subtly? Is that a word? More subtle. And you're going to be more along the lines of, well, if it went right, what would it look like? What are the things that you know you're prepared for? What are the things that, uh, how is this leaning into your gifts, your talents? How much do you love this? Um, what are you looking forward to? You look for the places where you can interject hope talk, and it is going to help your child get through the transition so much better. The same type of talk helps you get through transition. So in my hope journal, all right, you're going to find on the very first page, it's a, it's, it's basically has three sections. Okay. When you get this, you're going to find, how is this going to happen in 30 days that my hopes will actually be higher? Well, I have a scale that you take. I have ways for you to build um, goals. I have a lot of opportunities for writing and a lot of opportunities to answer uh, specific prompts that are based on research to help our mind soar into a place of hope. But I started with that reminder, the reminder that we, there are four basic steps that we all can choose to take each and every day that helps us walk towards hope. It helps us move in that direction on purpose. Step number one, surround yourself with people that lift you higher. Make sure that you surround yourself with people that lift you higher. Now, sometimes that is a little bit impossible. If we are around specific people in our life that are close to us that really don't uh, have a positive mindset all the time or look towards a negative, I know that you can't help that. I'm not saying be like, be gone with you. But you can look for other people to hang out with too. You can make a list of the people. Who are the people in my life that lift me higher? Who are the people that make me feel the most hopeful? Who are the people that do that for me? What is it about them that do that? And are there more people around that can also do that? 
This is so important if we want to be able to grow a more hopeful mindset. And you, you're in control of that. You're in control of saying, I'm going to look for new friends. If you never, ever look for new people to hang out with, then those people are never going to show up. But, you know, there's people all over the place that you could say hi to the very next person that ends up being the most helpful person in your life. Coaching, I'll go back to, is one of the ways that we can surround ourselves with people that believe in us. Many times we're not in a place where we need therapy. We're not in a place where we need to uh, go back and dig into every single thing about our past. Maybe we need to visit it, but we don't need to spend uh, so much time there that we're really ready to have a different mindset. We really want to have a different mindset. We just are a little stuck. If that's true, coaching is it's the reason it exists. You know, there's people out there that have trained themselves and had years of experience helping people elevate their mind. And I want to use the experience that I've had to help others. It's my joy. It's the what I love. So that's why I opened a coaching business alongside my school counseling business, because I love helping kids, but I love helping you as well. Um, uh, if you are interested in working with me, i you can definitely jump on my website, thefocusedmindset.com. And if I'm opening up sessions in the near future, I will let you in. And if not, then I will put you on that list to do so because coaching makes a difference. Even a six month program can help you move in the direction that you've always wanted to go and unlock your fullest potential. This works for your family. It works for you, but it's up to you who you surround yourself with. It's up to you who you call and ask to make an appointment with. Surround yourself with people who lift you higher. Step two, notice hopeful moments around you. You know, what we see, we, what, what, we, what we notice, we see more and more and more of thanks to the reticular activating system that I've talked about in many other episodes. And how can we train that to be used in our favor we train that to be uh, activated in our favor when we decide, when we wake up in the morning and in our journaling, what is it that I want to notice today? I want to look for hopeful moments. It might be that you notice that somebody helped someone cross the street, or you notice a time when someone was sad and then they found the hope to dry their tears and move on with what they need to do a hopeful moment. Look for them. It might be in a movie. It might be in a TV show. It might be uh, something that just made you feel hopeful, but you need to practice noticing them. As you notice them and then you bring your attention to it, powerful things happen within you. You say, oh, there was a hopeful moment. This is especially so helpful to the clients that I work with that are dealing with grief and loss because they might not be in a place where it's appropriate for me to even say, oh, you need to have hope. It's, it's condescending. But they can, I can say, look for the hopeful moments of the people around you, even if that does not involve you, because even that helps you believe in hope, believe in the hope that you can't yet feel. And when we're walking into a transition time in our life, um, that's when most people are in also crisis mode at the same time. Sometimes we need to be able to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to look for the things that are hopeful. I'm going to look for hopeful moments. Then the fourth step is simply be kind to yourself. 
Be kind to yourself falls right in line with the thinking and the self-talk that we're talking about. And just kind of hold yourself accountable. You know, in the middle of the, your self-talk as you're driving in the road and a song comes on and, you know, maybe you just start thinking about things and then you say, oh, why did I do that? I'm so stupid. I can't even believe that. How did I even handle it like that? Of course they didn't talk to me. Whoa. Catch yourself. Catch it and say, oh, hold on right there. I'm going to be kind to myself, which basically means I need to think about something else right now. I need to change the channel. I need to flip the script. I need to approach this differently. It's something that first we notice and then we follow through with. It makes all the difference in the world. So it is so important that we practice that step of just simply saying, I'm going to be kind to myself. And that last step we've actually talked quite a lot about, and that is change fear talk to hope talk. You can change fear talk to hope talk with your children as you rephrase what they say. They might some be, say something, oh, I'm so scared that um, someone's not going to want to talk to me or be my friend. And then you say, well, what would you like to happen instead? And then they'll answer you many times. Well, do you ever ask yourself that? What do you want to happen instead? The moment that you answered yourself, you have switched something from fear talk right there to hope talk. Now, I want you to take time to practice these each and every day. If you are one of the people that are following through already in our journal, um, then it's time to practice this along with your journaling. Yes, you're going to walk through the prompts. Yes, you're going to rate yourself when it comes to our planning phase and then write out what your plans are and what your thoughts are. But in that, you're going to practice these four steps over and over and fine tune it. And it'll, it will begin to transform your own thoughts to high quality thoughts. Um, I did a whole episode in episode 119 talking about high quality thoughts and to stay away from them 99 cent thoughts. They're good for something, but they're not good for long term. They're probably going to break. Well, the way that we do that is by practicing a, a totally different type of pattern, a brand new pattern in our life. And these four steps are going to get you there. So that's why I started off this journal with those four steps. Now, we're going to be talking about this a lot more, but as you guys know, in, if you're listening to this in real time, we are just a few weeks away from the launch of this journal. Many of you guys have been voting with me at, on the cover and letting me know what cover you like. I have a yellow one that I made, a blue one, and a green one. All of them has an arrow up, but they just have a little bit different um, uh, a perspective, a little bit different coloring. And I wanted to know what you thought because I'm ready to solidify those type of things in this uh, process. And I want to announce that so far I have another few days. Uh, so you can still get in on this. Um, number one is winning. Now, if you want to see all of the, the well, the three top that I'm voting, I'm going to leave a link for you as my listener and you can still vote. I'm going to keep this open for a little while. Now, if it's already past the time and you have the book in your hands, you know which one won. Um, <laughs> shocker. But um, if you're still wanting to vote, you can hop on the link that's in this very episode if you're listening to the podcast and you can get a chance to do that. Another thing I'm going to do is I'm going to send my listeners 
uh, four of the pages in my journal. So you can have a little, a, a little sneak peek. Uh, you can start using it in your journal right now. And then you'll be able to begin now, even before the 30 days to higher hopes, you'll begin to pr program, if you will, your mind right now. So I want to give you that gift. Those of you that already um, voted, I, I sent that to you through the email. Thank you to each and every one of you. My email community, you guys are so awesome, so helpful. Every time I ask for some feedback, I get uh, questions and, and you guys just fuel this podcast to you, fuel the um, content that I choose to put out. It's you the people that I work with, the people that are um, are wanting to have a focused mindset and wanting to elevate their thoughts and realizing that we're human and we make mistakes and we're not perfect, far from it. Uh, sometimes we completely go in a direction that's through some woody Martian crud and we're like, where did we, how did we end up here? And it's time for us to say, no, we're not perfect but we are able to make a change towards our hopes and then move in that direction. No matter what transition is coming up in your life, whether it be a new job, whether it be a new season uh, with, of change, whether it be a trip you're taking or getting back in the swing of things after you've been in a trip or a new relationship, or some of you are becoming, that I've been talking to you recently, are, are uh, step-parents, and there's changes going on in your life, whatever those changes are, lean into hope to get you through it. Lean into things that you want to have happen and recognize that fear talk as what it is. It's trying to warn you about something you don't need warned about. You're aware of it. You've thought about it many times before, even as your child, but you can recognize it and you could say, hmm, not today. It's not what we're focusing on. We're focusing on the place that we are going. And I want you to find a way, parents, to do that for your child as well. Find out what they're stressed about and see what you can do to help them have a hopeful mindset. Now, if you want to share this episode, you can send it to someone over any social media. I give you full permission. We're in this together. This is the type of thing to where... The, we can only really move forward when we move to, forward together. And if you're the type of person that wants to build hope in somebody else's life and be a light, well, don't shrink back. Share with people. Tell them how they can also have more hope, more light, and then be there for them and listen to them. I am so glad that you chose to listen today into this broadcast and in the weeks to come, we have, I, I have so much content actually, guys, that sometimes I wonder what should I put out first and what should I put out second? I'm so excited about the content. I have some listener questions still coming up and then I'm going to go through these pages of the hope journal that I've created for you. I'm going to let you know about the launch. I'm going to let you know each step of the way when it's available. I already have two journals that are out on Amazon. It's um, Inspire and Be Inspired. And um, they are more for those type of people like me that just want to write. I just want to be reminded of the basics and write, write, write. And that's what this one is all about for you. To be able to say, I need a journal. That's it. I don't need all the fluff. 
And then the uh, 30 Days to Higher Hope Journal is fine-tuning what we need to be our best self. So we're going to move about our day and move on. And I want to, again, let you know over at the website, thefocusedmindset.com, I have solution-focused things just for you. Don't miss out. Don't hesitate to reach out to me anytime you would like at Share the Focused Mindset. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.